Chapter Sixteen of Mary Louise in the Country by L. Frank Baum, read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Chapter Sixteen, Ingua's New Dress. Well," said Mary Louise when Josie had related to her friend the story next morning. "What do you think of Old Swallowtail now? About the same as before. I'm gradually accumulating facts to account for the old man's strange actions, but I'm not ready to submit them for criticism just yet." The plot is still a bit ragged, and I want to mend the holes before I spread it out before you. Do you think he suspects who you are? No, he thinks I'm away from the city with a penchant for burglary. He expects me to rob you presently and then run away. I'm so unlikely to cross his path again that he talked with unusual frankness to me or at me, if you prefer to put it that way. All I gained last night was the knowledge that he's afraid of himself, that his temper cost him a career in the world and obliged him to live in seclusion. And that he has a secret which he doesn't intend any red-headed girl to stumble on accidentally. And you think he was angry when you accused him of neglecting Ingua? I'm sure he was. It made him more furious than my attempt to saw his padlock. Come, let's run over and see Ingua now. I want to ask her how her grandfather treated her this morning. They walked through the grounds, crossed the river on the stepping stones, and found Ingua just finishing her morning's work. The child greeted them eagerly. I'm glad you come," she said. "For I was meaning to run over to your place pretty soon. What do you think has happened? Last night, in the middle of the night, or perhaps near a morning, Grandad begun to slam things around. The smashing of tables and chairs woke me up, but I didn't dare go down to see what was the matter. He tumbled everything round the kitchen and then went into his own room and made the fur fly there. I knew he were in one of his tantrums and that he'd be sorry if he broke things, but it wasn't no time to interfere. When the rumpus stopped, I went to sleep again. But I got up early and had his breakfast all ready when he came from his room. I picked up all the stuff he'd scattered and mended a broken chair, and things didn't look so bad. Well, old Swallowtail just looked around the room and then at me and sat down to eat. Ingua, he says pretty soon, you need a new dress. Say, girls, I near fell over backwards. Go down to Saul Jerram, says he, and pick out the goods, and I'll pay for it. I'll stop in this morning and tell Saul to let you have it. Anne says he, looking at me rather queer, "You might ask that red-headed sewing girl that's staying in at the Hathaways to make it up for you. I don't think she'll ask you a cent for the work." Grandad says I, "Would you have a crack except charity, even to the making of a dress?" No says he, "The girl owes me something, and I guess she'll be glad to square the account." Then he goes away to town, and I've been nervous and flustered ever since. I can't make it out. I can't. Do you owe him anything, Josie? Yes," said Josie with a laugh. "I believe I do. You shall have the dress, Ingua, all made up, and I'll go down with you and help pick out the goods. So will I," exclaimed Mary Louise, highly delighted. "And we will have Miss Huckins cut it and fit it," continued Josie. "I'm not much good at that thing, Ingua. So we will have a real dressmaker, and I'll pay her and charge it up to what I owe your grandfather." The little girl seemed puzzled. How do you happen to owe him anything, Josie? She asked. Didn't he tell you? Not a word. Then he expects it to remain a secret, and you mustn't urge me to tell. I'm pretty good at keeping secrets, Ingua. Aren't you glad of that? They trooped away to town presently, all in high spirits, and purchased the dress and trimmings at the store. Old Saul was so astonished at this transaction that he assailed the three girls with a thousand questions, to none of which did he receive a satisfactory reply. He didn't put no limit on the deal," said the storekeeper. "He just said, 'Whatever the gal picks out, charge it to me, and I'll pay the bill.' Looks like old Swallowtail had gone plumb crazy, don't it?" 
Then they went upstairs to Miss Huckins, who was likewise thrilled with excitement at the startling event of Ingua's having a new dress. Mary Louise and Josie helped plan the dress, which was to be a simple and practical affair, after all, and the dressmaker measured the child carefully and promised her a fitting the very next day. I don't quite understand, remarked Ingua, as they walked home after this impressive ceremony, why you don't make the dress yourself, Josie, and save your money. You're a dressmaker, you say. I'm a sewing girl, replied Josie calmly, but I promised Mary Louise to sew for no one but her while I'm here, and I'm too lazy to sew much anyway. I'm having a sort of vacation, you know. Josie is my friend, explained Mary Louise, and I won't let her sew at all if I can help it. I want her to be just my companion and have a nice visit before she goes back to the city. But when the two girls were alone, Josie said to Mary Louise, Old Crag isn't so stony-hearted after all. Just my suggestion last night that Ingwa was being neglected has resulted in a new dress. He threw things, though, before he made up his mind to be generous, observed Mary Louise. But this proves that the old man isn't so very poor. He must have a little money, Josie. Josie nodded her hat absently. She was trying hard to understand Mr. Cragg's character, and so far it baffled her. He had frankly admitted his ungovernable temper and had deplored it. Also, he had refrained from having Josie arrested for burglary because he was too occupied to prosecute her. Occupied? Occupied with what? Surely not the real estate business. She believed the true reason for her escape was that he dreaded prominence. Old Swallowtail did not wish to become mixed up with police courts any more than he could help. This very occurrence made her doubt him more than ever. End of chapter 16. Read by Sibella Denton. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.